Welcome to Grace Life Church Podcast. If you would like any more information about us, please visit our website, gracelife.com.au. Bethlehem that David at one point tended for his father's flocks. The king David was at one point in these fields tending sheep, the same as these shepherds on this night. And then this angel appears and changes them. And they move. This appearance, this announcement, it moves them. And we see this movement from the sheep to the shepherd. Here is the first movement. We see that they go from the sheep to the shepherd. You see, I was reading it even this week and seeing that this wasn't actually an invitation from the angel. Have you ever noticed that? The angel doesn't invite them to come and see Jesus. The angel announces that this has taken place. And from that announcement, what they do with that announcement, that becomes their invitation. Their response is, it says that, that once the angels had disappeared, that they moved, they left to go and see. They said, let's go to Bethlehem and explore and see what the angel has said for ourselves. And then it says that they moved with haste. That word is, it actually moves, they, they went really quickly. They didn't wait around. They, they just left everything. And I'm thinking, who's looking after the sheep now? If the shepherds are gone, it's that important to them that they see this child. That they've now left their post to go and see. And what did they find there? The sign that the angel had given. That they would find a baby. But this wasn't just any baby. This was to be the chief shepherd. This was to be the great shepherd. I mean, they, were, they would have been familiar with what we know as Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. And they just come into contact that as they leave their sheep to come and see this shepherd, their lives are changed forever. Patient. It impacted their livelihood. It impacted their calling. It impacted their assignment. And I dare say to us this morning that if we take the announcement that Jesus the Savior has been born, it will impact everything. That if we take it seriously, we would be prepared to leave the sheep, to leave the, the, the assignment that we've been given, to leave whatever it may be, the, the wealthiness, the, the status, whatever it may be, to see this Savior, just as these shepherds did on that day. They were prepared to go and see for themselves this great sign. There's a man called Urchim who writes this book, uh, The Life and Times of Jesus the Messiah. Uh, he was a Jew who, who came to Christ and has like this really strong understanding of the Jewish, uh, the Jewish life. And I, ref- I looked through his stuff quite a lot. He actually says in this that those shepherds on that night were tasked not just with caring for the typical sheep, but being in those fields near Bethlehem, which was within the five-mile uh, five radius to Jerusalem, that they were actually tasked with looking after the, the sheep that would soon to be given for Passover. It was almost like, they, these, like a Levitical shepherd in some sense, where those sheep that were to be blemishless and spotless were being almost farmed in those times to be used for the Passover. If we took that into account, 
what we see there is the shepherd's initial duty is to inspect the sheep. And here we have some shepherds coming to Bethlehem to inspect the lamb that would be given for the salvation of the world. The shepherds see this is truly the Messiah, the King. And they went from those sheep places to see the shepherd. Let me encourage you, let this, this, this revelation of Christ the Savior move you from wherever, wherever you are to the place where you can see the chief shepherd. 1 Peter 5.4, it tells us that, uh, on, we, that, let me get it. When, we, when the great shepherd appears, you will receive a crown of never-ending glory and honor. That great shepherd, the chief shepherd, the shepherd of our, of our souls, 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 Jesus. That is who we worship this morning. That is who we are celebrating this morning. He is our shepherd. He is our great shepherd. And he cares for you. And they moved from that place. Here's the other movement that we see in these uh, shepherds. It says in verse 9 that they were terrified, but the angel reassured them, don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. He moved them from great fear to great joy. And the way that this sentence is structured in the Greek actually shows that there is an antithesis that's taking place. The words that are used to say terror are actually megas, which you can kind of relate to mega, fear. They had mega fear when this angel appeared. It wasn't like they were like, oh, hey, there's a little baby angel. Oh, it's so cute. They were terrified, filled with fear, great fear. And then the angel speaks to them and reassures them and says, I've come to give you some good news. This is going to bring great joy. It's actually the counter. It's megas, mega joy. Just as they were filled with great mega fear, this was to bring them great mega joy. And so we see the movement from a place of terror to a place of joy. Do you know that the birth of Jesus brings us from that place of great terror of great fear, of great desperation, of great de of those places where we're just lost and broken and brings us to a place of great joy. Great joy. It's only by the birth of this child, Jesus, that we can move from great depression to great hope, from great pain to great purpose. It's only through Jesus that this is possible. And it does move us. And my prayer for us today is that it moves the disposition of our hearts from a place of fear to a place of great joy. Great joy. May your heart be filled with great joy that Jesus is here. Great joy. And when you find yourself in that place where you feel the terror, maybe the, the, the lack of hope, the hopelessness, the depression, the darkness, whatever it might be, look to this 
one we call Jesus. Because he can give you great joy. He can give you great hope. He can give you great love and great life. Look to Jesus. We see that they moved from where they were to come to him. They moved their position. Now we see that they moved the disposition from a place of fear and trembling to a place of great joy. This is the story this morning. We celebrate what Jesus has done for us. Let it fill you with joy. Joy to the world. Joy to your family. Joy to you this morning. They moved from that place. And here's the, here's the last place I feel that we got to move from. It's from the stable to the table. Because we worship this morning the, and we remember the birth of a baby in a stable placed in a manger with a sign that was to these shepherds. But we don't stay at the stable. Because as we embrace baby Jesus... We embrace the crucified Jesus and we embrace the resurrected Jesus, the ascended Jesus, the glorified Jesus. And we know the story. I'm, 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 I'm super grateful for hindsight <laughs> and I'm really, really grateful that God has chosen. He, this is by his divine choice that you are this side of the cross, that you are in this place of the revelation where you get to see all of that stuff has unfolded. And so we see that this baby that was born would become the sacrifice for our sins, would become the sacrifice for our lives, would die a death that we could never die. He would innocent go to the cross and take on our punishment and our penalty. And we get to understand that and we get to celebrate that. And so I don't want us to stay at the stable Although we get to remember this morning the birth of Jesus, we've got to move to the table where we come and we dine with him, where we share intimate fellowship with him, where we commune with him. Emmanuel, God has come. God is with us. And today we're going to take time to celebrate and remember as we partake of the table. You know, this baby that was born grew, became bigger, and he went to the cross, as I've said, and he took upon our punishment, and that's why we can celebrate him, because of the forgiveness that we have received. To us, a child has been given. To us, a gift has been given. The gift of eternal life. The gift of life in all of its abundance in Jesus, with Jesus. And we're going to remember him this morning. And so I'm going to invite you, as we focus upon Jesus' birth, to come to the table and to remember what he has done for us, what he has given us. And may this be a time for you to personally just reflect upon that. Maybe, maybe there's not great joy there. Maybe there's something else. Maybe there's fear. Maybe there's hopelessness. Maybe there's familiarity. Maybe it's just a, a, a time where things are difficult, where things are hard. Maybe it's a time 
right now is a time where you've walked away, you've wandered, where Jesus has once meant a lot to you, but today uh, has, it doesn't mean as much. I'm going to pray and ask God by His Spirit to just lead us through this time that He would point us to Jesus and help us to remember. So I'm going to pray and then I'm going to invite you to come and grab um, some juice, some bread, and then head back to our seats. Father, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for the uh, time that we get to reflect and to celebrate. And as we take communion, as we uh, come to the table today, God, we come with hope in our hearts, knowing that you have conquered death, that you are victorious over sin, and that you have given us eternal hope and eternal life. And we pray that by your spirit this morning, you would stir our hearts to see again this Jesus that we worship. That it would truly be a revelation that God, you are with us. And that each of us would take that revelation today. That you are here in our midst. In our hearts. In our lives. In Jesus' name. We hope you've enjoyed listening to this podcast from Grace Life Church. For more information about us or any of our services, please visit our website at gracelife.com.au.